We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more or gain, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it full. You're listening to the Live It Full podcast. This is Richard. It's my podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about faith, family, finance, fitness. But if you've listened to us, you know that. If not, and you're new to the podcast, sit down. Well, if you're driving, you're probably sitting down. A lot of people do listen to podcasts that way, I guess. I'm rambling, though. If you love the podcast, this is my call to action. If you've listened to us, if you've listened to all 90-something episodes, go leave us a five-star review. It's how we spread the word. Go share us with your friends and family, social media, all of that. Tag me. I love to see it. First off, I want to say something. If you, if you do get something out of an episode, message me. Seriously. I think people don't understand the value sometimes of how important that is for artists, creators, influencers to get feedback. Cause there's days I don't want to do this. There are days that I post and I schedule things and I try to be who God made me to be and to spread that word of live it full with others, but it's hard. You're not always feeling it right. But like I said last week to be great, you got to do it when you don't feel like it. But I had somebody reach out to me who's a friend of a friend who I didn't know, who's not even anywhere near me, um, that listened to the episode on Essential F Words for Teens with Scott Grates, one of my good friends, who said, man, I got a lot out of it. He, we talked for a little bit, had a great dialogue. He also has a podcast um, about 30 episodes in, similar industries, but he was like, thank you. And he gave me feedback that, you know, he got out of, you know, different things. And he said he was going to start listening. Don't quit what you're doing when it's hard. There's somebody out there watching you who needs what you have to say. And like I always say, if you don't share your story, no one will. You have to do it. Anyways, with that in mind had a hard week we've had a lot going on um always i mean i say that a lot it's a busy season of life with with four children under the age of let's say 11 and down there's no no rest for the weary right we had a dog pass away we had you know got a truck stuck just you know things happen gotta roll with it no excuses and so there's I'm really glad he reached out to me because there might have been a day this week that I just said, screw it. I'm not posting anything. Screw it. I'm not recording a podcast. Screw it. I'm not going to be the encourager that I try to be. Means a lot. That one person means a lot. Maybe there's 99 more out there, but reach out, tell people, not me. I mean, you don't have to, I don't need it. But if there's somebody out there that you listen to that influences you, maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's not even anything to do in the realm of social media. Tell them. It's important for that. It helps people. So we're in this season um, between. So we're going to talk faith today. Sorry, we're we're in this season between Ash Wednesday 
and Good Friday, which we which we commonly you know Christian world refers to as Lent. Maybe Protestants, uh, which I am, don't practice the um, some of the traditional things during the Lenten season. But I think there's value to all of it. And we've talked about that. I've done podcasts on the Tenebrae service, darkness, those kind of things. Um, talked about as a Baptist, what, what Lent means to me. But we're in that season. And so I draw inspiration from that as I can. The Tenebrae service that we do at our church is one of my favorites. And I'm really, I been, was stoked. Our, our family minister the other day said, hey, can you read a scripture for the Tenebrae service? For you that don't know what a tenebrae service is, it's kind of the crescendo up to the to the crucifixion. That's what it symbolizes. It's a, the the service starts out with light, and you incrementally blow out candles, or you you turn down the slider on the light board in today's church. But in a traditional tenebrae service, you might extinguish candles as the service goes on until by the end you're in darkness, which is what Mary and Mary Magdalene and the disciples would have felt as Friday rolled to an end. You know, anyways, it's one of my favorite services because it, it, it shows incrementalism of things. You don't realize how dark it's getting because it's slow. Darkness creeps into our lives sometimes. But anyways, we're in that season. And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit today. It's probably gonna be a quick podcast, but I think that it's a, I think as a business owner, and I know a lot of people out there who listen to this podcast are, are solopreneurs, small business owners who are doing their own thing. <clears throat> I came across a scripture as we were going to church on Sunday that I honestly don't know that I've ever put any stock in, or, or I'm sure I've read it because I have read through the majority of the uh, the Bible. I mean, especially the, the New Testament. I've gone through the Gospels. I mean, who hasn't gone to Sunday school and read some of those, but I don't know that I ever paid attention to it. And maybe it's just that part of life that I'm in where I go, ha, that makes sense. But it's from John chapter 10 verses 11 through 13. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now, I didn't go look up any commentary on that from people who are way smarter than I am, who may be theologians or went to school, you know, for theology. I guess I'd make you a theologian or have PhDs. I didn't go through and read anything. And I, and I do a lot of times because I like to understand perspective, or maybe there's some Aramaic or Greek words in there that mean something different. It could be translated differently. So I like to have background. I think y'all know that if you, if you've listened to the podcast, but I'm taking it at face value today as business owners, it's very hard to ever get employees to ever care about the business as much as you. Why? Because it's not theirs. Sometimes we go through employees and we think, man, they just don't care. I think some of it is we set ourselves up for failure because we want people to care as much as we do. Guess what? Very seldom will anyone care about something quite the same way you do. Those of us that are entrepreneurs are full of passion. We go all in. 
It's hard. And when we see people not doing that, we go, what is wrong with them? So sometimes I think we set ourselves up, um, especially as new business owners, with the expectation that, oh, my employees are going to, they're bought in. They love this place, you know, but the reality is the hired hand is not the shepherd. So I want to break that down a little bit. I have had great employees that care tremendously. They treat my flock, my sheep as their sheep. It's rare, but I think that you have to, people have to have ownership in what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they really do to get to that point where they love your sheep as much as you do. And as business owners, do we treat our customers like our flock? Do we go out of our way for the one? That's another passage, but of the 99. I used to think that it was crazy that you would leave the flock by itself to go look for the one lost sheep. I don't know, in agriculture, I grew up in a farming community, a small community rule. You're going to have some death loss, right? I mean, 10, 20% is not uncommon. Not for Jesus, not for God. You go after the one. The 99 together are strong. They will take care of themselves. The one by itself is weak. That's why you go after them. But you need employees who care about the one just as much as the 99. They're all part of your flock. But at the end of the day, when the wolf attacks, you are the shepherd. You better be ready that the hired hand doesn't own the sheep. He may not care as much. And I've struggled with this um, because obviously this isn't the gospel. And I, and I can think of a lot of farmers and ranchers who have hired hands who would die for, I mean, put themselves in dangerous situations to protect animals. And I think that's one thing if you're listening from outside the United States or outside of Texas and you're not used to a, a, a farming type situation because we have listeners all over the world. We actually charted in China recently. Um, we've charted in other countries. We were in the top 50 in New Zealand. Like, I don't know why, but like PETA, something. People get this bad idea that, that farmers are terrible to animals. Like they just kill them and butcher them and blah, blah, blah. No. And I know people that treat their animals that are going to, that are destined for the dinner table better than they probably treat their, their dogs or their cats at home. I mean, they care about their animals. They want them to be healthy and have a good life and humane. And I know that they all have hands that would, you know, take care of those things. But at the end of the day, I, I do agree with as the shepherd, you have to be willing and understand that not everybody's going to love your sheep the way you do. And at the end of the day, it's on you, especially as a small business owner. As you grow and scale, you may have the opportunity that you have people who are bought in at sea level. And I think ultimately to have a very successful business, you do have to have people bought in. But how do you give them ownership? They may never actually have tangible ownership, but can you give them something? And so there's a, there's a saying out there, and I think it's designed to motivate those who want more out of life and not geared for me to say it to an employee, but I always add this caveat to it. And I do tell my employees, so you can either build your dream or, or you will either build your dream 
or you're going to work for somebody else as they build theirs, right? I'm building my dreams. But this is where I think it's different. And I think this is how, as an employer, you get buy-in. You get people who do own what they do, that do take care of your sheep, is when you make a conscious decision as a business owner to know that you are building your dreams, but you're going to help them build theirs. So instead of looking at your sheep or your employees as tools, as resources, as people power, manpower to build your dreams, figure out how to help them build theirs and they will build yours. And I think that's where people fail a ton of time because they treat people like hired hands. Guess what? Hired hands, they don't care about your sheep. Someone that you take care of and mentor and help build their dreams. And I'm talking outside of work, you know, their faith, their family, their finances. Do you know what your employees' goals are in life? And I'm not talking just financial. What motivates them? Is it time off? Is it money? Is it praise? What, what love language do they need you to speak? Maybe words of affirmation get it done. Maybe it's acts of service. Maybe it's time off. I mean, there's so many things tied up into that. But if you want buy-in to where they're not hired hands, you have to build those relationships and you have to help them build their dreams just like you. We don't build businesses as business owners. We build up people who help us build the business. Because we can't do it on our own. You can do it. You can help people get what they want. And so I'm going to leave it with a Zig Ziglar quote. It's probably one that people have always heard. But if you want to get everything you want out of life, help enough people get everything they want out of life. And you will. Now that's paraphrased. But it's so true. So as, as I leave you with this scripture in John, and again, it's John chapter 10, verses 11 and 13. Find the people who you can build up who will care for your sheep as much as you do. I hope you got something out of this podcast. If you did, go share us with your friends, family. Leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else that you've listened to the podcast. You can find us at liveitfull.com, L-I-V-E-I-T-F-U-L-L.com. Go buy some merchandise, go hang out. All the podcasts are there. There's some blogs. A little bit about Caitlin and I, and we hope you continue to live it full. You, you just listened to this entire episode. That means you gained some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Live It Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Live It